Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Some people don't understand why you've already busted out the sweaters. They may raise a brow at keeping scarecrows out year-round, but you just go ahead. Let them stare, because you eat, sleep, and drink pumpkin at Dunkin'. So sip your classic spiced and iced $3 medium pumpkin spice signature latte, or try the Bold Pumpkin Cream Cold Brew, an ultra-smooth brew topped with pumpkin cream cold foam. Also $3 for a medium. All so you can fall harder. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. When you take your 2022 Nissan Frontier camping, you can tow along your most spacious RV and enjoy all the sounds of nature. But if you went with a basic midsize truck with less towing power, you may just hear, Dad, rain's coming in the tent. With more standard towing than the Tacoma, you and your RV can set up camp anywhere but basic. Leave basic behind with the 2022 Nissan Frontier. Now get 1.9% APR financing for up to 72 months on 14 models. But hurry, there's limited availability. Contact your local dealer for inventory information. Shop NissanUSA.com. 2022 Frontier versus 2022 Tacoma. Base models compared. Towing capacity varies by configuration. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual for additional information. Based on manufacturer's website. For well-qualified buyers. On eligible new Nissans and dealer stock. Example, 1471 per 72 months with no down payment. Actual down payment may vary. Subject to credit approval and residency restrictions. Dealer contribution may affect price set by dealer. See dealer for details. Ends 9622. This is the Sons of UCF Podcast. Your place for UCF sports talk year-round. Now, here is Adam and Mike. Trace Trolko and Adam Eaton with the Sons of UCF. The college football season is just around the corner. Better to help us set the stage than Phil Steele. His college football preview is a must-read. He joins us now. Phil, thanks so much for joining us with the Sons of UCF. Hey, a real pleasure. And got to tell you guys, this football season compared to last football season, wow, the excitement level is going to be huge. Uh, Last year at this time, we're wondering if we're playing football. This year, we're going to have full stadiums. And I think the crowds are going to be louder than ever because they got had it taken away from them last year. So I'm pretty pumped about this upcoming season. Before we start talking about the season and UCF and the American, how big is this year's magazine and how much does it weigh? (laughs) <laughs> that's always a good question it's 352 pages you know i think it was about uh, uh eight years ago or five years ago something like that i kept adding pages kept adding pages and finally the the printer said you know what phil if you put in many more pages this thing's going to start falling apart when people get it and i don't want that to happen because people use it from the start of the season all the way through the bowl season so we've been pretty steady at 352 pages the last few years 
Gotcha. Night Nation, it has been an exciting 2021. Of course, the departure of Athletic Director Danny White, head coach Josh Heupel to Tennessee, and then the arrival of Terry Mahajer as Athletic Director and Gus Malzahn. When you heard Gus Malzahn was being hired as head coach at UCF, what went through your mind? Uh, I was thinking it was probably a good situation for him, given the fact that last year UCF had, let's face it, a down year for UCF standards, finishing 6-4. and four. That's uh, highly unusual. They had had nothing but double-digit wins the previous three years. Brings a big name into the recruiting level. And you figured he was in this era of the transfer portal that he would be bringing some big-time recruits with him, and that he's done. There are a lot of Power 5 transfers that have been added to this UCF roster. Well, Phil, you mentioned uh, talent that UCF has. So on your uh, all-AAC conference uh, preview teams, you have 13 UCF players, including two on the first team. Uh, Who are the guys, as you studied UCF, that really kind of stood out to you? Names that obviously we know, but names that really kind of drew your attention when you did your analysis. Well, naturally, Dylan Gabriel at quarterback. I think he's one of the better uh, quarterbacks in the entire country, yet another year under his belt. I'm looking for big things out of him. Uh, and you take a look at a, a couple of these transfers coming in that have me excited. Uh, Tennessee transfer Brandon Johnson, a wide receiver, big cat Bryant on the defensive line. And uh, so I think UCF's got plenty of big-time names there to uh, fill out the roster. And let's let's hope the defense can stay a little more stable than last year. At the end of last year, UCF was missing seven starters. And is it any wonder they were giving up like 600 yards per game down the stretch? No, that, that was some, some really tough defense, particularly against BYU. But you, you mentioned Dylan Gabriel. You have him on your second team um, and not the first-team quarterback. What do you think Dylan Gabriel needs to do to kind of elevate himself to, to be considered as the top quarterback in the AAC this year? Well, keep in mind, there is a guy like Desmond Ritter there that's playing for Cincinnati. And I, I think probably the winner of that game, uh, that, that would be the key. If uh, UCF goes into Cincinnati, and comes out of there with a win, then I think Dylan Gabriel will be uh, uh, first-team All-American. Because, I mean, you know the stats are going to be there. Let's face it, last year, even in a shortened season, he threw for 3,500 yards. He had 32 touchdowns, just four interceptions. Uh, So all all he has to do is uh, beat Cincinnati on the road, and I think he'll be number one over Desmond Ritter. From Scott Frost through Josh Heupel, UCF fans have gotten used to a high-powered offense. What might you expect to see differently from Gus Malzahn? You've studied him for years in his tenure at Auburn. Well, Gus Malzahn likes offense as well. He's a, he's a guy that's a run, run offenses as an offensive coordinator, had some pretty explosive units, and uh, he usually plays to the strength of what he has. And, you know, you look at the backfield that UCF has this year with uh, Bentavious Thompson and then the transfers coming in. Uh, Mark Anthony Richards from Auburn, who I had rated as my number four ready running back out of high school. Uh, from uh, Virginia, they bring in R.J. Harvey. From Northwestern, Isaiah Bowser. That's a pretty deep backfield, but they also have outstanding receivers. And adding in Brandon Johnson and Nate Craig Myers, I think, is big. Remember, Nate Craig, Craig Myers was the number uh, one receiver out of high school and originally signed at Auburn and had some pretty good years at Colorado State. And then the offensive line is a veteran group. In fact, when I talked to Coach Malzahn and was going over the team with them, he said what impressed him most about the group on the offensive line was the quality depth that they have. So depth on the offensive line, skill, uh, playmakers at the skill positions, and one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Yes, UCF will be explosive on offense. You mentioned so many names of transfers, and you've covered all of these teams in preparation for uh, publication of your magazine this year. Has there been a team as busy 
from your vantage as UCF and the transfer portal? Yeah, yeah, there has been a few teams across the country. Uh, you know, you take a look at going to the group of five, for example. Uh, I can go to Western Kentucky, and I think they probably had the biggest impact in one side of the ball, and that is the offense for Western Kentucky. Uh, when you look at them, they have added Houston Baptist offensive coordinator, Houston Baptist quarterback, and Bailey Zappi, who's thrown for a gazillion yards at, at Houston Baptist the last couple of years, and I believe he brings over his top three receivers. So this was a, an offense at Western Kentucky last year that had just 19 points per game. I'm looking for a huge increase there based on the transfers. But UCF is near the top, and as far as bringing in quality Power 5 transfers like Coach Malzahn has done, I would put them right there at the top. Phil, let's take a look at UCF's schedule this year. Obviously, the, the home opener against Boise State. Uh, there's a tilt later on in the year, obviously, at Cincinnati, which you talked about. It'll, it'll be a big game. We have Memphis at home on a Friday night. Which which games or one or two games are you looking forward to uh, watching UCF most this season? Uh, I think the three key games in UCF season this year, uh, at Louisville, the, second, or the third game of the season, I think is going to be a key one. Uh, Louisville's going to be a much improved team this year. They've got a dangerous quarterback. And uh, so that that's going to be a big game. And game a game I rate as a toss-up. And later in the year, at SMU, I rate that game as a toss-up. Uh, the Cincinnati game, of course, where I've got – it's the only game I really have UCF a true underdog all year. And all the rest of the games, I have UCF a favorite. So uh, the three key games to me would be at Louisville, at SMU, and at Cincinnati. And, of course, the Boise game, they're not a big favorite. I have them favored in that game. You need to start off the season with a win. So that that's a key game as well. Yeah, let's talk about that game for a second. What kind of implications do you think that game will have? Obviously, UCF and Boise both in the dreaded quote-unquote group of five. What kind of implications do you think that first game of the year will have as you think about the remainder of the season and a chance at the playoffs? Uh, huge, uh, because you know Boise has a lot of talent. They've got Hank Bachmeyer, QB, who was my number 14-rated quarterback out of high school. Jack Sears was my number seven rated quarterback out of high school, originally signed at USC. They've got their top running back back and George Halani, who missed most of last year. He started the year in the opener, got banged up, played in very few games. Uh, they've got an outstanding defense, and I think Andy Avalos is going to do a very good job there. So that's a huge game, not only for UCF and Boise, but I think for the Mountain West and the American Conference overall. You mentioned uh, Cincinnati earlier. Does the Americans still run through Cincinnati? Uh, they're the favorite, aren't they, going into this season under Luke Pickle? Yeah, and I think Cincinnati enters the uh, season in the preseason top 10 this year. So, that's, yes, would be my answer. And, you know, when you look at Cincinnati, uh, they've got a couple of factors that could actually have them be that first-ever group of five contender or qualifier for the four-team playoff. We've only got a couple of years left of the four-team playoff. And uh, when you look at Cincinnati, if they start in the top ten, that third game of the season, they play Indiana. And their Indiana will be ranked. Come out with a win there. They probably bump themselves up to number nine or number eight. Two weeks later, they play Notre Dame on the road in South Bend. Come out with the road a win there. And now they're up to five or six. And then beat an undefeated UCF on October the 16th. That would put another feather in their cap. And uh, I think they have a legitimate shot at getting there. And on the flip side of the coin, I only have UCF and underdog in one game. So naturally, if they knock off that Cincinnati team, then yes, UCF would have the, the potential. But I think since he's got the better chance because they're going to start the season in the AP top 10, whereas UCF will not be. As you've studied the American over the last couple of years, what have you seen change? Have you seen a uh, better quality top to bottom in this league? 
Oh yeah, just the overall talent completely. I mean, this is a, a this is the best Group of Five league out there, and uh, I mean, the, you're looking at the teams at the top are outstanding, but even the teams at the bottom. And I'll look at a circle a couple of them, like Navy. Navy's coming off a three and seven season last year. They play a brutal schedule. They could probably be an underdog in as many as eight games this year. But Coach Niamatololo is very confident they're they're going to be back to a winning record. And both times he's had a losing record before they bounce back. And really, the the problem with Navy last year was they didn't have the, the practices, they didn't have the contact, and they're a team that prides themselves on physicality. They're going to have that this year, and they did a lot more hitting in the spring. I think it'll be your old time Navy team, and even a team like USF. Jeff Scott was one of those first-year head coaches last year. Didn't have the benefit of spring, but now he's got 18 returning starters coming back. Cade Fort, I think, will be a bigger part of quarterback. So there is really good depth at the bottom of the American as well. Yeah, that was my question, Phil. Do you have a sleeper team? Obviously, we know about Cincinnati, UCF. Who's a sleeper team that maybe we're not thinking about in the conference that you think can make some noise this season? Uh I would say that would for a sleeper, I'd go with SMU or Houston. You know, SMU's got – they lose their starting quarterback, but they add in Tanner Mordecai, and they also have Preston Stone, the true frosh. They've got Ulysses Bentley back at running back, and Sonny Dykes is doing a great job there. They also added uh, Oregon's top linebacker from last year, Isaac Slade Matua, in there to that linebacking core, which makes him dangerous. And then with Houston – it's going to be finally good to see Dana Holgerson have a, uh, a regular year. Remember his first year, they uh, decided to redshirt half the team after four games. And then last year, they had their first four or five games of the season postponed. It was tough to get any traction at all. He's got 18 returning starters back. And if you look at a talent level that Houston has, they've got talented players at every single position. So I think Houston and SMU could be the surprise teams. What about the the rest of the group of five? Obviously, as you mentioned, there's there's typically only one spot available for the New Year's Six game. Cincinnati would appear to be in the driver's seat early on. UCF has an outside chance as well. What other schools in the group of five, Coastal Carolina, for example, App State, what other schools do you think UCF fans need to keep an eye on that that could kind of jump up there and, and contend for that uh, that one New Year's Six spot? Yeah, the Sun Belt really surprised me last year. I generally have them rated uh, at the lower end of the, um, the, the conference, and uh, this year – uh, or lower end of all the conferences, and last year, wow, uh, you know, Coastal Carolina, App State, Louisiana, they went three and zero against the Big Twelve that opening week of the season with uh, upsetting a ranked Iowa State even at the start. I think App State, Coastal Carolina, and Louisiana are all top-notch quality teams in the Group of Five, and when you look at their schedules. You know, if Louisiana upsets a top 25 Big 12 team like they did last year by knocking off Texas in the opener, uh, they could very well run the table. And App State has their their toughest games are at Miami, at Louisiana, and Coastal's toughest game is at App State. So I think all three have the potential to come out with double-digit wins and flirt with that potential uh, unbeaten season like last year. And uh, I would say that those are probably the best candidates. It looks like the Mountain West might beat itself up a little bit this year. CUSA the same way. Uh, so I, I would think keep your eyes on the Sun Belt, whichever team comes out of there on top. You've seen a lot of changes uh, in college football in your many years of covering the game. Let's throw out a couple here. What do you think of name, image, and likeness and its impact on uh, recruiting, perhaps, in states that have adopted laws uh, such as Florida that allow it for it? Uh, I think it's going to help the, the big teams, help the rich get richer in the NIL. Uh, I really don't know the exact impact of it, but you got to think the teams with the biggest boosters and the biggest pockets end up getting the biggest recruits. So I, I think that's a rich get richer thing. And what do you think about uh, 
possible changes to the makeup of the college football playoff expansion? Are, are you a guy that likes four? You want eight, 12? What, where are you at on that? I've always been a four-team guy because I like the fact that the regular season means everything. I like the fact that the postseason, I mean, like when Alabama plays Georgia in the SEC championship game in a four-team playoff, basically the winner is in, the loser is out. It means everything. In a 12-team playoff, winner's in, loser, loser will be in as well. But we're going to a 12-team playoff, so no sense fighting it. And the one advantage, you know, we talked about the NIL, it would be rich get richer. The 12-team playoff allows for a coach like Gus Malzahn to say, hey, we have a legitimate shot of making the playoff. And maybe they can land some of those recruits. So I think that helps out the uh, the lower the group of five teams much more than uh, does the NIL. Phil, uh, locally news here, the Orlando Sentinel this week is uh, is reporting that UCF is close to signing a two-for-one uh, game agreement with the University of Florida, which is obviously a, a huge change from the previous regime, Danny White, who was kind of adamant against signing two-for-one deals. Uh, so a two-for-one potentially on the table. What are your thoughts on UCF and Florida engaging in a two-for-one with obviously two of those games being in Gainesville? Uh, I think that's, first of all, that's the way it typically runs is you have to go two for one. And uh, I'm glad that UCF finally agreed to that. I didn't, I didn't like the fact they didn't agree to it before. The fact they agreed to it now gives them that opportunity. Go into the swamp, come out with a win, show them who you are. And uh, I'm all for that. What kind of influence do you think a guy like Gus Malzahn has on some of these things, right? He, he was famous in his, in his press conference. He said he'd play anybody in a parking lot. How much influence, how much do you think having Gus uh, at UCF will impact their ability to schedule some of these bigger games and maybe take on some of these bigger challenges? Uh, I think it is going to be big. And, and as mentioned, you know, he brought in, what, seven, eight power five guys in his, uh, through the transfer portal. Yep. So uh, he definitely has the, the ability and uh, the, he's definitely on the national landscape. I, I like it a lot. Much has been made from several members of the national media that this is a bit of a different Gus Malzahn, a, a more relaxed. He's having some more fun. You've spoken to him many times through the years and spoke to him for uh, the UCF preview in the magazine. What uh, what were your impressions? Do you, do you see some wind in those sails? Uh, and could this possibly be a long-term destination for Gus Malzahn? Yeah, I think it can be because you could take, especially in the 12-team playoff era now, uh, which is coming up, uh, you can take UCF and get him in the playoff every year, and uh, he's got to like that. And the, the, I mean, let's face it, he could have gone ten and two at Auburn, and he would have been on the hot seat the next year. So it was a, it was a coach constantly on the hot seat at Auburn. I think it is, it will be a breath of fresh air, uh, being at UCF, maybe not being on the hot seat every season, and having that chance of the big year, you know, the uh, the, the, the twelve and zero and the uh, potential playoff spot. It's a league with quality coaches from, uh, you know, all across Cincinnati, UCF. Where do you think Gus Malzahn fits into that makeup of the uh, the coaching uh, for the AAC this year? Well, being a first-year head coach, and I'll tell you, when I do my coaches' rankings in the magazine, uh, I always, I mean, first-year coach, he's got to come in. He's got to learn the players on both sides of the ball. Players have to learn him. There's new systems. So generally, first-year head coaches do not meet with great success. So I always have them rated a little bit lower. And then once you get with that team, and especially once it gets to be your third year, then I rate them where they truly are. But, you know, I would put them right near the top. I do think Luke Fickle is doing a fantastic job 
at Cincinnati. I think Sonny Dykes is doing a great job at SMU, Phil Montgomery. There's a lot of good coaches in the uh, American Conference. And uh, right now, I'd list number one would be Luke Fickle. But uh, Gus Malzahn's probably one of the biggest names there as well. Phil, we mentioned some UCF guys. You mentioned Desmond Ritter. Who are some players that we should keep an eye on this year in the American Conference? What what names do you think will kind of stand out and have some stellar years for teams across the conference? Uh, I'm going to say, like uh, you know, Memphis has a, uh, a solid receiver in Calvin Austin and also a tight end in Sean Dykes. I think both those guys will be very productive. How about Ulysses Bentley at SMU? Not exactly a household name but I expect him to be one of the better running backs in the country. And at East Carolina last year, two running backs really emerged as the season went on and uh, took control of that position in uh, Rajay Harris and uh, Keaton Mitchell. And I think both those guys are poised to have big seasons this year. And uh, maybe even with East Carolina, which nobody really knows a lot about, Tyler Sneed, their wide receiver there. So I think those are names that – uh, are not really in the the household names right now, but could be by the end of the year. And then for the conference, what are some games that you're circling you think will kind of have, have big impact? You obviously mentioned UCF and Cincinnati. Are there any other big conference games this year? Do you think that will uh, American Conference fans want to make sure they tune in and watch? Yeah, the biggest one is October 16th, Cincinnati hosting UCF. But there are some other big games this year. Now, when you look at Cincinnati's road schedule, they don't really have any other uh, road tests this year. Uh, when you look at UCF, though, as mentioned, I think that SMU game is going to be pretty big on November the 13th. Uh, Houston hosts SMU on October 30th, and we're talking about teams that are on the fringe of being in that contention spot. And uh, keep in mind, Houston this year does not play Cincinnati, which could make them uh, a legitimate team in the mix. Houston against Tulsa. We're going to learn about both those teams on October the 1st. It's a Friday night. And if Houston can get past Tulsa, Tulsa's pretty doggone good under Philip Montgomery, then they've got a shot at actually flirting with uh, being in that American title game because they avoid Cincinnati this year. And Houston also avoids UCF. So they avoid the two big boys, and that could make them a dark horse this year. On the national landscape, does it just shake out again as the usual suspects? We're going to see the same names in that Final Four. Uh, I, th- I think when uh, – well, that's who I projected in the magazine. I went with Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma. Didn't really take any chances there. But I will say this. Uh, last year – or this year when I was talking to all the head coaches, the majority of them would say to me, hey, Phil, we're normally scraping to come up with a two deep in the spring. This year we were able to run three full teams in the spring. Everybody has 16, 17, 18, 19 returning starters coming back. But look at the four teams that were in the championship or in the playoff last year. They all have 9, 10, 11 returning starters, and all of them lose their starting quarterback. So if there's ever a year for the pack to catch up with the big guys, this will be the year because everybody's experienced with the exception of the big boys who made the playoff last year. You dig deep in the magazine into the bolts. What do you think uh, it shakes out with this expansion of college football playoff? How do the bowls survive? In some way they do, but they can't all survive, can they? Yeah, I think it's going to be tough. And that was another reason that I was a four-team playoff guy. Is I, I love. I mean, I grew up with bowls. That was where you know the big thing growing up. Uh, bowl games were huge, and and I love the the settings and the, the matchups. And I do think the bowls are going to suffer with the twelve-team playoff. Let's uh, begin to wrap up. Uh, identify the things you like about UCF and the Achilles heel. If they're going to fall short, they're going to lose that game in Cincinnati, maybe stumble somewhere else along the way. What will be the factor? 
the things I like, you start with the quarterback position, uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, the offensive line, I rate number 15 in the country, wide receivers, number 15 in the country. I mentioned the deep bevy of running backs. And I even like the defensive line. With Big Camp Bryant's addition, I got number 35 on my defensive line ratings. My question marks would be the back seven on defense. Now, do keep in mind, they're going to be more experienced, more veteran than last year's defense, which really took a hit late in the year when they were down seven starters after getting four guys dismissed at the, in the middle of the year. Uh, I expect those units to be improved, but they would be my question marks. And the uh, the fact they have to play Cincinnati on the road, I think, is going to be tough uh, as well. But uh, not many question marks when I look at this year's team. I like UCF, and as mentioned, only really having a true underdog in one game this year. At the outset, you said you're looking forward to a college football season in which you have full stadiums. Of course, we're still in the midst of a pandemic. What factor do you think COVID might be on the season? Uh, it's certainly different than it was a year ago. I think it's going to be vastly different this year. I believe all stadiums will be full, and I believe the NCAA, and I'm, don't, I'm not completely sure on this, but a couple of to- coaches were speculating that if you have 70% um, vaccinations, then you don't even have to go through the weekly testing like they used to. So, I mean, if that's the case, if we don't have to worry about rosters on a Friday night and who's going to make it and who's not, and we have full stadiums, I think it's going to be huge. And, in fact, I think this year home stadiums – will have a bigger factor than ever before. Much like home stadiums were not a factor last year with no crowds, I think this year the fact that crowds were kept away and are now able to return, you're going to see them be louder than ever before. So I think home field edge is going to be a massive factor this year. As I recall from speaking with you previously, uh, a typical game day Saturday for you, you got quite a few TV monitors going, don't you? That's right. I got 12 TVs in front of me and uh, a lot of Diet Mountain Dew. So I'm watching 12 games all day long, making my notes on each of the games as they go. And sometimes I might squeeze a 13th or 14th in there on my computer if it's really packed. And uh, that starts at 12 o'clock noon Eastern and takes me all the way through about three o'clock in the morning when that doggone Hawaii game ends. (laughs) Which is a good time to remind folks, your work is nearly year round, isn't it? I'm putting together this deep dive on all of the teams. Yeah, this is my off-season right now, doing uh, eight to ten radio shows a day and and uh, working on some articles for philsteel.com and things like that. This is my free time. Uh, pretty shortly, it'll be football season, back to the 102 hours a week of football. And then, then right as soon as that ends, it's magazine season for seven and a half months. But you love it, don't you? It's a passion. I'll tell you that much. And, you know, folks will ask me what, what happened in the NBA. I'm like, I don't even watch the NBA. I don't watch baseball. It's college. I mean, it's media day time. So I'm watching all the media day things right now and, and trying to do these radio interviews. There, there's no time for any other sport for me. Remind folks where they can find the magazine and where they can find you on the various social media channels. Hey, I appreciate that. Now, this year we did a little different. So we're only at Barnes & Noble and Books A Million. So if you go to a Barnes & Noble or Books A Million, you get the magazine there. They have been selling out in quite a few of them. So if it is sold out, you can go to philsteel.com. That's S-T-E-E-L-E.com. Now, you can order the hard copy of the magazine there, but you can also order the digital version. And the beautiful thing about the digital version, we're going to update all the player action between now and the start of the football season. So even if a guy's out for the year, We'll have them circled in the digital version. If they add in a transfer, we'll have them in on the page in the digital version. So, yeah, I, I'm a hard copy guy myself, but you can also get the digital and get all the updates, and that's at philsteel.com. So the three places are Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, 
philsteel.com. And you can follow me on Twitter. It is at philsteel042. That's at philsteel042. Always good stuff from Phil Still. Phil, thanks so much for joining us on the Sons of UCF. Hey, a real pleasure. Always enjoy being on. Uh, I can't believe we missed last year. And uh, it, always, it, really, it was really good talking football with you guys today. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.